Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Hello, Tony Smith, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization. I am so excited about the topic today. We are here on Mike's Strategies, and I can't help but think about all of the incredible strategies over all the years and time that I've spent around Mike. There's so many, and we're gonna be queuing these things up week in and week out. There's just so much. Today, we're gonna spend some time with skills. And one of the strategies we look at all the time is our ability to understand what skills we need in the real estate business, but also to understand maybe where we stand with those skills today, which points us in a direction of what we need to work on first. So if we understand the strategies of skill set and we understand what skills are required for us to move forward in a big way selling real estate, and we can go to the weakest links first and improve some of those shortcomings with our skills, we just move forward faster. It's always been one of Mike Ferry's approaches to growing faster in real estate. So what I'd ask you to do, if you were gonna participate in any way in today's time, I would ask you to get a blank sheet of paper out. I'd ask you to maybe do a quick little, you might take a few little notes. You're definitely gonna grade yourself in this. But what I'm gonna ask you to do is rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 as we address each one of these skills. And what's most important is that you're honest. This is me here, we're on a podcast, right? Um, You're there at home, You're, you're not in a dangerous environment. Honesty is so important here because if you can identify the weak links and you can fix those weak links quickly, you can move forward really fast. And I know everybody wants things fast. So let's look at these and let's see if you would be willing to honestly grade yourself on a scale of one to 10. The first skill that you need to address, how good are you at creating a productive action-based schedule and following it? Let me repeat that. How good are you at creating a productive action-based schedule and following it? You know, we really need to understand this is one of the fundamental skills as a real estate agent. Our ability to know what to do in a schedule and then actually follow it. You know, you usually don't have to dig too deep with a real estate agent to have them tell you what you need to do in a day, right? The question is, are you good at creating that? You know, we also all know as individuals that it doesn't take long to figure out what is our most common distraction in running our day and running our schedule. And if we can eliminate that distraction and you can move that distraction out of your way, you've got a fighting chance at following a good schedule. There's two sides to this, creating the schedule and following it. You know, we have agents that will have this schedule in their Outlook and on their phone and everywhere. It's some hyper detailed schedule. You know, wake up at 5.02, put my tennis shoes on at 5.05, get on the treadmill at 5.07, run on the treadmill for 28 minutes, get off the... You're never going to complete that schedule. So in our world, Mike Ferry says you have to have a schedule that looks at time blocking, that's simple, that's attainable. 
So grade yourself on that. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at creating that schedule and following it? Maybe that's your weak link, I don't know. The second skill that you really need to address is how good are you on a scale of one to 10 in lead generation? We all know it's required each and every day. You have to generate leads daily, every day. You're supposed to generate leads every day you're in business. How good are you at your consistency and your effectiveness generating leads every day? You know, there isn't a single problem in your real estate business anyway that can't be solved with prospecting. If you learn to prospect the way you're supposed to, it virtually solves any problem you have. Well, I don't have enough money. Prospecting will solve it. I don't have very good skills. If you prospect enough, your skills will get sharper. I can't manage my time. If you prospect a lot and you have a lot of appointments, you're forced to manage your time. The truth is prospecting will solve every problem you have if you see it that way. How would you rate yourself in your ability to generate leads every day? The third skill I want you to really consider for yourself. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at developing and working a past client and center of influence database? How good are you at developing and working a past client and center of influence database? Boy, that's an important skill. One thing we know about the database, if you ask agents all over the country, it doesn't take long to figure out that the past client and center of influence database, the referrals you get from there and the business you get from there probably will always be one of your largest sources of business if you work it. Now, we also know that agents tend to fall in a couple different categories here. Agents will be in the category, I'm pretty good at generating day-to-day -day prospecting, but I'm really kind of sloppy on my past client and center of influence. Or we have agents that are, I am excellent at my past client and center of influence, but I'm not very good on day-to-day -day prospecting. Or we have agents that are, you know, I'm really not that good at either prospecting or following up on my past client center of influence. That's a tough spot to be in. Or we have the superstars around the world that somehow figure out to be good at working their database and good at prospecting every day. Which category do you fall in? when it comes to working your database. You know, you really have to ask yourself the, the building and developing of your database. Many people have, you know, 50, 75, 100, 150 people in a database, and it's been the same 150 people for the last 10 years. That's not very good at developing it, is it? Got to grade yourself there. Maybe that's your weak link. I don't know. The next skill you need to look at, on a scale of one to 10, how would you grade yourself on aggressively following up on your leads? Aggressively following up on your leads. We know here at the Mike Ferry organization that 70% of your income will come from lead follow-up and 30% of your income will come from the immediate come list me prospect, you know, prospecting right now and they say come on over. That represents 30%, but 70% of your income will come from aggressive lead follow-up. So in essence, if you're not good at lead follow-up, you're risking 70% of your income. That's a big risk, isn't it? I would like you to maybe consider right now, 
What is your biggest hang-up about following up with leads? Is it that when you get home at night, uh, you turn on the TV after dinner and you just have a problem picking up the phone and calling that lead in the evening? Is it that you don't know what to say to a lead after the first call? Is it that you have fears that you're bugging them and you don't like to bother people, so that holds you back? Is it that you're unorganized? Do you have your leads scattered all over the place and you just can't get them together to call? Is it that you've collected so many leads you don't even know where to start, so they're kind of buried? I don't know what your hang-up is, but if you were to figure out what your hang-up is and you were to work on solving that hang-up, could you get better at lead follow-up? I'm sure you could, but how do you grade yourself on it on a scale of 1 to 10? The next skill that I'm going to have you look at is pre-qualifying buyers and sellers. Pre-qualifying buyers and sellers. Boy, I, we all know that if you end up at a seller's house that's not motivated, that can't sell, can't afford to sell, isn't really going to sell, has big major problems with the house, that is a very uncomfortable, not so much fun place to be. And on the other side of the coin, you're out showing a buyer that has a, you know, some problems either financially or is not willing to do what it takes to buy a home in today's environment. If you spend a lot of time with a buyer that isn't going to pull the trigger and make that happen, that's very frustrating too. Your ability to pre-qualify buyers and sellers. We want you to put yourself in front of people that both have the ability to sign a contract and the motivation to sign a contract. If they don't have those things, you're sitting in front of the wrong people. How would you grade yourself on your ability to pre-qualify on a scale of one to 10? The next skill I'm gonna have you address. Scale of one to 10, how strong are you at the listing presentation? Here, Mike has told us all for years that the listing presentation is the single most profitable thing you will ever do in the real estate business. Your ability to present in front of a seller is and probably always will be the most profitable thing you ever do. So if that's true, if you believe that, you understand that, shouldn't you have a good one? Right? Here at Mike Ferry, we have, we have this thought that says knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So the more knowledge you have about how it's going to work, what you're going to say, um, how you're going to deliver the comps, how you're going to enter the home, how you're going to handle the objections, the paperwork, the process, the more knowledge you have about that, the more confidence you have. And isn't a seller looking for somebody that's confident? It's one of their top priorities. One of the top priorities of an agent is a professionalism and confidence. So our listing presentation is a major function of the confidence we have. You know, here at MFO, we have a five-step listing process. I'm sure we're going to talk about that on future strategies. So stay tuned for that one, okay? But we have a five-step process that is designed to help you with the confidence in the structure. And you really need to consider, how good do I want to be? Do you want to be one of the best of the best? Are you just hoping to be average? Are you hoping to be like the rest that aren't doing so much? This is one place because there's so much money on the line. I'm going to encourage you to take on the challenge personally that you're going to become one of the best presenters that you know. It's not that hard to do. It's a canned process. It's pretty simple. To become one of the best of the best is not rocket science. You have to have the desire, you have to have the commitment, and you have to have a process 
which we have at the Mike Ferry organization. But how would you grade yourself on that scale of one to 10? Maybe the presentation is your weak link. I don't know. The next skill I'm going to have you consider, how good are you on a scale of one to 10 with a solid showing property presentation? How good is your showing property presentation? Much like the listing presentation, we have an obligation to perform at a high level when we have a buyer and we're out showing property. If you don't have a solid showing presentation, you spend a lot more time circling around with a buyer that you don't need to. The presentation is what gets you there faster. Do you know what questions to ask, right? Many of the agents, hey, isn't this a great kitchen? Don't you love this backyard? Is that really a showing presentation? How about Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, what would you have to do to this backyard to make it your own? Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, will this kitchen satisfy all of your needs that you guys have for you and the family? Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, what is stopping you from going out to the hood of my car right now and signing an offer so I can get this home purchased for you? It's a solid showing presentation. Do you have one of those? How would you grade yourself on a scale of one to 10? Maybe that's your weak link. I don't know. The next skill I'm gonna have you look at, handling objections. Handling objections. You know, Micah said for years, and we all have come to know this, that the objections you receive are gonna be the same objections probably for the rest of your career. Are you hoping that as you go forward, your clients are not gonna object anymore? Are you banking on the fact that they're not gonna ask you to cut your commission? Are you hoping they won't say that you have a friend in the business? Are you hoping that they're not gonna object by saying, we wanna wait a few months, call us back? The objections are the same and they always will be the same. There's only one question involved. When are you finally gonna learn the answers to the objections you know you're gonna get? I always like to put it this way. How often are you only one objection handled from getting paid. Bear with me on this, okay? How often, if you just handled, I've got a friend already in the business, and you handle that objection, and they choose you, you get paid. Uh, I want to list it a few months from now. You handle that objection, they list now, you get paid. I want to list really high and come down later. You handle that objection, you get paid. I want you to cut the commission. You handle that objection, you get paid. You know, if you really stop to think of how often you're only one objection handled from getting a commission check, it's frightening, isn't it? On a scale of one to 10, how solid are you at handling the objections you know you're gonna get all year, every year? Maybe that's your weak link, I don't know. The next skill I'm gonna have you address, closing and negotiating. How good are you at closing for the signature, closing for that contract? And how good are you at negotiating a transaction? Closing, we all know, is a very natural ending to a good presentation. And negotiating is simply bringing two parties together for the good of both. It's pretty straightforward and pretty simple, isn't it? You really think about it. For me, I always had a little struggle with cl closing and negotiating because of the terminology. Closing sounded really aggressive and tough and you had to have some technique or tactic, right? 
and then negotiating. My mind used to always say it was somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. You know, um, the only way your client wins is if the other client loses. Well, that's not true at all. As soon as I realized that closing is nothing more than being a good presenter. The close is so simple. If I can refine and define and perfect my presentation, my ability to use a canned script and dialogue with the seller, my ability to nod my head and smile, a good quality handshake, good eye contact, great solid materials, good objection handlers, a little humor when necessary. And if I could master that, then I didn't have to worry about some crazy closes. It was a natural ending. And then for me, when it came to negotiating, as soon as I realized that I had to be a consistent prospector, if you're a consistent prospector and you know for a fact you're going to come back tomorrow and you're going to generate more leads tomorrow, you're going to generate more leads the day after that, and you won't stop generating leads, as soon as you're a consistent, confident prospector, then negotiating is easy. Why? Because you're unattached to the outcome. And when you're unattached to the outcome, you can finally ask the questions that you need to ask. Mr. Seller, I'm a little bit confused. When we met and we listed the property, you said to me that you wanted to get this sold right away and you wanted to get moved into your new home in the next 30, 45 days. Isn't that what you said you wanted to do? May I ask why you're looking at this offer in a way that seems like you don't want to be sold and moved in the next 30 days? What has changed? If we get another offer like this in another 10 days and it's exactly the same as this one, are you going to be mad? What if you start getting lower offers as time goes on? Is that going to bother you? You can't ask those questions that I know you have in your head if you're attached to the outcome. Prospecting solves that one. Okay. And then there's one more skill that I want to address today, which is a big one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at controlling the administration of the deal? Every deal has administration. There's paperwork, there's termite, there's problems, there's lenders, there's septic systems for some of you, there's mold, there's all these things. There's administration of the transaction. For most agents, this is a really big problem. You, you, get, you get it together, you start prospecting, you stir up a couple of listings, you get the listing sold, and then you get locked into the admin, and the admin takes over your entire existence. So now all you're doing is, is dealing with lenders and, and you know, termites and all these things, and you just can't move forward. So the next thing you know, you finally get the deal closed, you look around and you don't have any more listings. Can you relate to that? If you aren't good at controlling the administration of the deal, you know, we've got escrow coordinators, lenders, title, we've got mortgage people, we've got attorneys, you've got all these people that if you will just learn how to delegate to them and have a little bit of control and authority, you can control the administration of a deal. So you can go out and find more. Okay, Scale of 1 to 10, how would you grade yourself there? So if you look at these, these skill sets, and you look at your grading on them, and you find the weak link, or two, or three. Well, Tony, they're all weak, right? Well, we have some work to do, don't we? Well, Tony, there's, there's some of these I'm awesome at, and there's some that I'm horrible at. Okay, perfect. We understand what needs to be worked on. If you were to work your way through these skill sets and improve in your weakest spots, are you going to be more solid as a well-rounded real estate agent? Of course you are. You know it, and I know it. You do have to challenge yourself, though, 
am I going to allow my weak link to continue to be my weak link and for how much longer? It's not hard to find it. Are you going to fix it? I'm hoping you take some action on this and fix this. This is straight from Mr. Mike Ferry himself. These are the type of approaches that he always has when it comes to looking at strategies. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Pay attention. We've got more of these to come in the future. A lot of great things queued up on the line. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.